Are the Dallas Cowboys a bad matchup for the Los Angeles Rams? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Uh, go follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are previewing the Cowboys' Week 8 matchup at home against the Los Angeles Rams. Before we start to get into the specifics here, Landon, do you think this Cowboys team is just a bad matchup for this version of the Rams? Yeah, I kind of do. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, you think about the Rams teams that, you know, knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs the first few years McVay was there and, and some of the other teams that you played before. Uh, this is not that same team, right? Like, they, this is not the team that, uh, you know, consistently was able to get big yardage in the run game and then, you know, use that to kind of create play action scenarios that were difficult to cover. Uh, McVay is still a very good X's and O's guy, one of the best in the league without a doubt. Um, but I just think that, you know, you look at the offensive line that they've got now as opposed to what they had back then. You look at where the Cowboys are on the defensive line overall, yeah. especially as pass rushers. Uh, and, and this week, you know, we, we found out that Havenstein, is, who's their starting right My tackle, yep. yeah, might potentially be out for the game, which even further, you know, kind of creates a gulf between the talent and those two lines. Uh, and, and, and you add in the fact that the, that the Rams have not played very well against man coverage in general. Uh, and the fact that all of this combined together, right? The fact that the Cowboys are going to be able to play man coverage and be able to uh, create pressure, I think offensively that just spells a lot of problems for the for this uh, Rams defense. And then we'll we'll talk about the other side of the ball, but I think they're going to have similar issues there too, where there's just a a talent disparity in a lot of key areas between the Rams and the Cowboys. Yeah, I kind of agree. And where the the biggest difference for me is, is I think like players one through five or one through six. Are comparable because the Rams yeah. do still have a lot of top end talent. Do. Aaron Donald is still absolutely incredible. Puka yeah. yeah. Nakua is having one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen. Obviously, Cooper Cup and Stafford's playing outstanding. It's just when you get from players, let's say seven to nineteen, it's where the Cowboys have an advantage, and it's those players that need to make the difference for the Cowboys on Sunday. I want to start with the Cowboys' offense because I think that this is a game. Dak Prescott should play really well. We were talking pre-show about some of the pass rushers that the Rams have or don't have. It's really Aaron Donald and then a bunch of guys with the interior of the Cowboys offensive line being healthy. I would think that this is a game that Dak should play really, really well. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the the, the group that, that they're rushing is not fantastic. The Cowboys have had pretty good pass protection overall, I'd say. Uh, throughout the season so you know and and the secondary just doesn't have the horses to keep up with the Cowboys especially uh, CeeDee Lamb so I I think you know the Cowboys should be able to get some good protection going which should allow for some shots down the field and I think that that's going to hopefully open opportunities up for 
guys like Brandon Cooks to kind of continue to continue to get on track with the rest of the season, continue to be like looped into the offense a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine that the Cowboys are going to be able to run some five and six man protection schemes uh, and potentially have some time to throw the football. I mean, obviously, Aaron Donald is still, still Aaron Donald. But if you're good. able to kind of, yeah, yeah but if, if you continue to find a way to kind of, you know, double, triple team him, I mean, you've got Zach Martin not healthier. And so you're hoping that him and another guy can probably hold Donald at bay long enough that you can start taking some shots a little bit further down the field. Uh, and, and yeah, I think, you know, this is a week where you feel like, the natural game plan that the Cowboys want to play is a good game plan to, to beat this team, right? If the Cowboys can get up big, force the Rams into a situation where they're going to have to throw the ball to kind of win, uh, they're good at throwing the ball. They've got two great wide receivers and a quarterback who can put the ball wherever you want, but rushing the passers, uh, you know, defending the pass rush is going to be a problem for that Rams defense. So uh, I mean, offense, so that the Cowboys need to put pressure on them uh, by scoring points early. I just want to go through their corners really quickly because, again, this is where I think the Cowboys should dominate. So their number one cornerback is Akella Witherspoon, who is now on his fourth team in four years. I saw him a lot in Pittsburgh. Really long and athletic, but just a consistency game to game is just not there. Their other cornerback, Deron Kendrick, um, he was somebody who bounced around the college football scene a little bit, ran a 4-9-4-40. Uh, at the uh, in his pro day, which obviously not great, not, not great, not great. <laughs> he he also has some other stuff. He got arrested last week on a felony gun charge. Played a little bit against Pittsburgh, but was so bad that they actually pulled him. Uh, just a lot going on right there. And then their slot corner is uh, Kobe Durant, second year player, really small, not super physical. I mean, there's. That's a bad matchup for CD. <laughs> there's there's just matchups that favor Dallas all over the field. So I, for me, I would be really disappointed if the Cowboys weren't pretty good passing the ball in this one. Yeah, and, and you know, you and I talked before the game. Like the Cowboys' offense is kind of serving a couple masters here, right? Like we we want to make sure that we obviously win the game. We're scoring points, but I, you have to think that after after the way that they went into the bye and the way that they've been running the football that they are chomping at the bit, champing at the bit to get the running game back on track. And so I think that they're going to want to try to like run the football just to kind of prove to themselves that they had kind of fixed some things. They got Blasco back, who was the run game coordinator, who has been out on medical leave. So they're hoping that they've kind of figured some things out sync wise between the offensive line and the running game, running backs. Uh, But you're right. As far as the formula to win the game, protect Dak, attack this secondary, score points big. Then, you know, if you get a big lead, now you've got a real opportunity to run the football and and, and kind of see how you're doing. So, uh, yeah, I think it lines up pretty cleanly for the Cowboys. It's just about making sure that you execute early in the game. We should also mention we are recording this before the Friday practice report has come out. Tyron Smith, uh, he has a neck injury, suffered it on the Thursday practice. Uh, So I think it was Calvin Watkins said that it's a stinger. Jerry Jones said this morning that he's fairly optimistic that he's going to be able to play. Again, we don't know whether he will or not. Um, I think the quote was, I'm optimistic, period. So I don't know if that means like as sure as I can be without getting in trouble with the league, but it sounds like he didn't wear his neck roll in practice, which they're basically not going to let him not do anymore. And if the Cowboys have to go to Chuma Chuma Doga, it seems like this is the healthiest he's been in the last month and a half. And we've already seen the Cowboys play multiple games with Udoga at left tackle. If that's the case, I'm not going to say that they're going to be fine there, but at least you have an adequate option. 
And against this team where you're, the edge rushers are. That's what we're just saying, yeah. Michael Hoyt, who is a 310-pound <laughs> edge rusher. And Byron Young, who is a 25-year-old rookie from Tennessee, who is actually having a pretty nice season. I think they'll be okay there. I think. Yeah, you'd hope so. I don't want to be I too mean, confident. but Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you've seen, you've seen uh, some pretty competent play so far uh, you know, from Adoga. So you feel like hopefully if yeah. for some reason Tyron can't go, that you get good play from him again against the Rams. Last thing, I just want to see, for me, a lot of six-man protections. Give Dak enough time to sit back, get into his reads, because guys are going to be open. Like I, I really feel like this could be a monster C.D. Lamb game. We also, I don't want to say that he was chirping in this yeah. week about getting targets, but he was definitely making it known that he would like a little bit more opportunities. I wonder if it's one of those, the uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease type of Maybe, game. yeah. Yeah, and I, you know another guy who hasn't been as squeaky, but is a wheel that definitely deserves some oil is Ferguson. I think yeah. Jake Ferguson you know, didn't get a lot of targets in that Chargers game. I think he has produced when he's gotten the football, when he's caught the football. I think you know he had some early struggles in the first game, first two games. He's been cleaned it out a little bit more. Now it's time to start feeding him more targets because the targets that you've been feeding him have, have had positive results. All right, let's talk about how do the Cowboys stop rookie sensation Puka Nakua in Week Eight. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can go bet on the Cowboy game. The last time I checked at FanDuel, the Cowboys were six-and-a-half-point favorites. It's basically stayed there all week long. I believe the total is 46. So go ahead, bet on the Cowboys if you would like. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanisha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL schedule to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Lena, let's talk about how the Cowboys can try to slow down this Rams offense. It was difficult enough when it was Cooper Cup catching like 17 passes a game for 500 yards. How do they stop Puka Nakua, who has been lights out this season? You got to get to the source, you know, <laughs> like I think that's, you know, that was, that's the big thing I've, I've got here is that the Cowboys are going to play a lot more man coverage than the Rams have been used, used to playing. And, and the Rams have not been great so far against beating man coverage, specifically Cooper Cup, who usually has been very good about that sort of thing. I think it's, I think it probably is just the fact that he's still kind of recovering from, probably. you know, the, the ACL stuff. And so it takes a little bit more physicality and athleticism to kind of pull away from man coverage where, zone he's so savvy he understands what the the defense is doing he could find those soft spots a lot easier it doesn't require a bunch of athleticism 
But for the, that's not going to help much against the Cowboys. I'm sure the Cowboys are going to play a, a ton of man coverage, and then they're going to attack Matthew Stafford, who has been gun shy and and, and had has had issues. He's he's taken a beating beating already this season. I, I feel like it's had an effect on his game already. You can um, tell. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to say he's injured, but he's definitely hurting. Yeah, and and I think he's trying to get he's, he's you know he understands that he's already kind of beat up. It's early in the season. He can't continue at that pace like and, and, and he's taking care of his body to a certain degree which i i mean you know may not always be beneficial for his offense but is you know better better for the long-term health of the team and for him um I, I just think that the the result there is that he's getting rid of the ball sometimes too quick um the cowboys are going to be good in that early part of those uh, uh of those snaps because you feel like they can play press coverage on puka and and cooper cup so, you know, I, I think that they're going to get there. They're, they're, they're two very, very good wide receivers. The question is, like, how much are they going to be able to consistently move the ball and, and be efficient? Uh, or are they going to be able to – or are they just going to get dink and dunk plays here and there, maybe a big play here and there because, again, they're good players. But will it be enough to maintain an offense up and down the field, especially if the Cowboys are are putting a lot of points on the board? That That's where the questions remain to be seen. I mean, the – you know, it's the pass rush that's going to be the big thing for Dallas. Now, I watched a lot of that Rams-Steeler game last week for obvious reasons. For uh, reasons, it, yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed is that the tackles got beat up the field all game long. However, Stafford did a really good job of stepping up into the pocket and not allowing the edge rushers to basically just get strip sacks all game long. So for me, it's how do the Cowboys – affect the middle of the pocket to kind of get Stafford to back up a little bit because when Stafford's stepping up and he's and he can plant his feet he is still outstanding which makes me wonder is this a game where we see Micah Parsons kind of standing up over the center a lot and basically daring Stafford to hold onto the ball and start drifting back in the pocket because I think that's how you beat this Rams team yeah, I mean, honestly, if you get if Stafford is one of those classic kind of you know big bodied. You know, he was, you know, he came into the league as an incredible athlete. I mean, I can speak from experience. I went to his high school championship game and, and he was an incredible athlete. Then as the years have gone on, that's just not a, as much of part of his game. And he's kind of developed more into a, a, a you know, a kind of statuesque pocket passer. He can still get out if you want. But I, I do think that if you tack him in his face, he's going to drift backwards in his pocket. And that's, you know, look, he has incredible. It's yeah. always what he does every and, time. And, and, and he's got an incredible arm, and yeah. the fact that he can even get by drifting out of the back of a pocket and still complete a pass in the NFL just shows you just how incredible his arm is. Uh, but it's not the best for you know accuracy, for getting the ball where it needs to be all the time, and especially in tight coverage and man coverage. Uh, that could be difficult for him. So, yeah, I do think – you're, the Cowboys will test the center of that defense, I mean that offensive line, because you know it's it's a, a way that they've tried to get Micah Parsons through before. Uh, I do think that that because of the uh, uh, you know injuries and uh, tackle, you'll see part Micah out there. But at the same time, that it means even more so that you feel confident in the abilities of guys like Fowler and Armstrong and Williams to go out there and beat them. So. That may be a reason why you don't need to put Parsons out there is because you feel like your other guys can beat their backup tackle. You put Parsons in the middle, you put Lawrence on the other side or inside, and suddenly you've got a really fearsome group, especially against a, a, a hurt offensive tackle Rams. If you remember this game from last year, it was in L.A. It was Demarcus Lawrence and Dor- Dorrance Armstrong who had big days. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence early in the game had a strip sack 
that I believe the Cowboys scored on. Dorrance Armstrong had a big sack on third down. It was those guys being able to win off the edge that allowed the Cowboys to kind of keep that offense uh, contained. I To me, this feels like a big Dante Fowler game. Like This just Should sets be. up so well for Dante Fowler, especially against Jackson, their left tackle, who is incredibly slow off the line of scrimmage. If, if Parsons can get some pressure up in the middle, I would not be shocked at all if, if Fowler has two sacks just running around, uh, screaming around the edge and, and getting it, uh, to a staff that's backing up in the pocket. Well, and another guy who's been chirping a lot about his playing time, well, not a lot, but he's been saying stuff about his playing time is Sam Williams. And so this would be a great yes. game for him to come in and take advantage of the snaps that he's got. He's, he's upset about the fact that he's not getting more snaps. Come in and do something with him, buddy. Let's see it. Yeah. You know, this is a great opportunity for you to earn more snaps by beating up on a backup offensive tackle. I will say the one thing that makes me nervous is Stafford is still a gunslinger, man. Like there are some plays where he's going to, he's going to challenge you deep just to see like how, how you're reacting. And we saw it last week against Pittsburgh. He threw a touchdown in, at the end of the first half to Tutu Atwell, like 50 yards down the field. I, I want to see how, how the Cowboys react to that kind of stuff. Does Stafford dare try to throw the ball, you know, one-on-one to Tutu Atwell against Deron Bland, or is he more likely just to kind of check the ball down and keep the drive on schedule? Because man, he still scares me when he's throwing the ball deep because he's one of the best deep passers the NFL has still. Yeah, you just can't give him the time. You know, no. just don't don't allow him the time to let those routes develop down the field. Uh, that's the way to stop it. You know, it's yeah. just get him on the ground before he can throw it. Stafford still scares me, especially when he's sure. playing in Dallas. It, it just doesn't seem like he really ever has a bad day when he's back home. Uh, no, got to show out for the home crowd for sure. You know, Absolutely. listen, it's it's going to be a, a it's he's definitely not going to uh, uh, give up on this game. You no. know, this is a this is a game against the hometown crowd, so he's he's going to give his best for sure. All right, let's make our predictions for Week 8, Rams at Cowboys, next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. This is the most fun I've had playing DFS because there's so many different players and stat categories to choose from. You can pick how many tackles do you think uh, Damone Clark is going to get on Sunday? How many extra points will Brandon Aubrey make? I also love that PrizePix has their reboot policy, which will reboot your entry if one of your players gets injured for NFL and college football top 25 matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. This episode is also brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game just go to a two-minute warning? You got it. That is your cue to order in at DoorDash. 
Is it halftime? Is the game over? Any time is the perfect time to order DoorDash. And if you're in Dallas, there's so many great spots. If you're in Arlington to watch this game on Sunday, check out 24-7 Tacos. Lane, is, is there a spot that you like to DoorDash? Chewy's, uh, Bone Daddy's. There's so many places. I mean, they're all – DoorDash can get you any of these great places. There's tons of great places to eat, so make sure that you're ordering from them because, I mean, arrive at your door. You don't have to go to the restaurant to deal with all that stuff. It's, exactly. It's incredible. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on, are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash and then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23. Again, subject to change, terms apply. All right, Landon, it's like the uh, the best part of the show all week long. It's <laughs> our week eight predictions. Who do you have winning this game and why? A pick of the Cowboys um, I, you know, at home against a team that we've talked about is it's it's just kind of a bad mismatch for the Rams. You know, it's still sun, it's still you know any any given Sunday rules. The, the Rams still have a very talented roster. Anything could happen. I just think that the most likely number of paths for victory go to the Cowboys. Uh, it's just a bad matchup. Uh, I, you know, the, the thing here, the thing working against that is that it's like I said, there's still a lot of talent on the Rams. They have their backs yeah. against the wall. They lose this game. Uh, their season suddenly looks a lot darker. I mean, they're going to have to go uh, play Green Bay next week. Uh, and, you know, so they, they'd be two games under 500 at that point. Um, so I, I think it will definitely change the tone of the, the Rams' season if they come into the, the into Dallas and lose. Having said that, the Cowboys are also in a situation where they feel um, not desperate. In fact, maybe the opposite. They feel revitalized, right? They come out of the bye. They saw what happened the last two weeks. We, the, the 49ers lose two games. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles lost a game. So the, uh, the Cowboys are still within striking distance of all this, despite the loss of the 49ers. Uh, so I think the Cowboys will come out and reinvigorated. And, I, and because of that, I'm going to pick them again to win. Um, let's say, I think I said 24 to 17 in the, uh, uh, in the hit this morning on WFAA, but I'm going to change it a little bit to uh, 24, 10. I, I just wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys, you know, got a hold of this game early and then, uh, uh, you know, put the Rams to sleep, uh, you know, with a quiet sleeper hold until uh, uh, Stafford just drifts off into Nightland. So uh, I'm picking a little bit of higher score, but I, I imagine it'll be a late touchdown, uh, but the Cowboys are in control. Uh, I tend to lean that direction as well. However, like historically, at least in my lifetime, yeah. I can't even tell you how many games after the bye week where the Cowboys played like an early, like a noon kickoff. Where they just slept walk in the whole in the first yeah, half. Right? Where they just look so bad. It looks like they haven't practiced. You call, you're going against a team that is really good on offense and that can get you off balance. I just won't be surprised, Lane, if this is thirteen to six going into halftime and the Cowboys are down. And it's just like wait, how did we get here? I am gonna pick the Cowboys to win because of the talent differential. The Rams are also ushering in a new kicker after the Brett Maher disaster last week for them. We, we know the feeling. Um, yeah. I, I'll say I'm going to go 23-20 where Dallas has to get a late field goal to win uh, or to, to basically seal this thing up. But I, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people uh, anticipate. I, I think 
I think Sean McVay is going to have his team ready to compete in this one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's def- this is definitely a desperate team at this point. You know, one more loss could kind of change the whole timbre of this team. So uh, don't expect them to kind of come out and roll over. Yeah. Uh, it's they they have an uphill battle to fa- to face, no doubt. Uh, and Sean McVay was going to have them ready to play, but yeah, I think it's going to be a close game for different points to this game. Yeah. Uh, I think you and I just disagree about how the end of the game will play out. And you mentioned it at the top of the show. Watch out for the the injury to Rob Havenstein, their right tackle. Not only is there, he their best offensive lineman, he's really the guy they run behind a lot. And without yeah. Kyron Williams, without Ronnie Rivers, they're down to Darrell Henderson, who was, I think, like this time last week, wasn't even on an NFL team. And then he led the team in rushing last week. If they don't have Havenstein... I really doubt that they're going to be able to have much success running the ball. And when they get into obvious passing situations, it's it's going to be even tougher for Stafford. So keep an eye on that injury report. Keep an eye on the Tyron Smith news because that will impact the Cowboys offense as well. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. We will be back early next week to break down this game, win or lose for Dallas. Uh, check out the show on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here on Monday. Enjoy the game, everybody.